Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center. Our prayer is that you will be encouraged and blessed by the anointed Word of God. If you'd like more information about Apostolic Worship Center and its ministries, visit our website at www.awcnorman.com. First chapter of Peter's first epistle, First Peter chapter 1, and then we're going to begin reading now in the 22nd verse, First Peter chapter 1 and verse number 22. Peter writes, seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass, the grass wither, the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. And then the first verse of the second chapter, he continues writing, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and guile and hypocrisies and envies and envy and evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. And I preach today on this second Sunday of this preaching series of grow, grow by the word, grow by the word. Would you ask the Lord to help us now, Jesus, we come to you, Lord, on this Sunday morning. We're thankful for the presence of God that we have felt, dear God, and experienced God in this place today. And God, for the worship that has gone up unto you, and we pray in the next little while that you'd help us in the breaking, dear God, of this bread. God, that we would receive it into our hearts. Anoint us together. We can do nothing without you. We need you in an incredible way now, Lord. God, to do a work that we may grow thereby. In Jesus' precious name, would you lift your hands and your voices to the Lord. And would you give a glorious sound of worship and praise to Him one more time from across this building. Somebody make a joyful sound. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we do it together unto the Lord? Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. And you may be seated. God bless you today. There are two things that are common to every individual. Regardless of their lofty position in life or they may be from the lowest station of life. It is true in every individual, be they president or peasant, all make their debut in this world through the same gateway called birth. Everybody must be born. Doesn't matter the position they now hold. Doesn't matter the money they may have at their disposal. Everybody must begin their walk in life through this thing called birth. You see, for humanity, all life begins at conception. Nestled in the womb, as the fetus begins to develop, 
Ladies and gentlemen, it is more than just tissue. It's more than just cells coming together. Rather, it's the formation of a story. It's the beginning of a life. It's the start of a journey that is forming in that womb. The psalmist David said it like this when he said, Lord, when you beheld me as nothing more than just that unformed body in my mother's womb, you took pen and you began to write in your book all of my days and the story of my life. And so the story of that, that life that lies in that womb is the beginning of a journey that God is destined for. But understand... That that life that is there, though it may have had its story written by God Himself, it must be born. That means it must transition from the womb of its mother into an unfamiliar surrounding called the world. The only way that that child can reach its destiny is it must be born. Now, the story is written by God, but it must be born from the womb of its mother into this unfamiliar world that you and I now live in. This is the same way that God Himself made entrance into this world. For Scripture tells us that He is a spirit and a spirit cannot be seen. And so the only way for Him to come into this world is He came into this world through the process of birth. Mary conceived of the Holy Ghost and produced that body, the house, the tabernacle of God, as the writer of Hebrews would declare it in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 5, that when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared for me. So even God, to make his entrance into this world, had to come through the process of birth moving from one world into the next world. You understand that the second commonality that all men possess is not only the process of birth, but all men from all stations of life must experience the process of growth. A child can be born, a child can come into the world, but unless it grows, it will never fulfill the story that was written for it. Unless it grows, it will never become the destiny that God had planned for it. It must grow. It doesn't matter how miraculous that birth may have been. It may be a birth like Isaac. He was born of a 90-year-old mother. Now that's a miracle, is it not? Was, was born of a 100-year-old father. Now that's a miracle, is it not? And yet, though that that child was miraculously birthed and brought into this world, it would never become heir to the Abrahamic covenant if it did not grow. So Isaac had to go through the process, though it was a miraculous birth, had to go through the process to grow, to become what the destiny was for him. Understand that to become the facilitator of one of the greatest revivals that Israel ever knew, that child Samuel deposited at the temple, he had to grow. To become the famed king, to be known for his worship songs and the praise that he rendered unto God, he who was said that was just but a youth had to grow before 
David could become king. He who was to be the lamb slain from the foundation of the world before he could ever become the redeemer, he had to grow. That boy Jesus had to grow to become what he must be and you and I to become what God wants us to become. We have to grow. Birth and growth is common to everybody. If you get anywhere in life, you got to have those two things. you got to be born and you must grow. Understand that entrance into this world can only happen through this, this birth process. So what takes place in the natural world is mirrored in the spiritual world. So if the only way into the natural world is through birth, the only way into the spiritual world is through birth if the only way I can function in this physical life is I must be born and I must grow the only way I can function in the spiritual world is I must be born and I must grow that's what Peter is addressing in our scripture text this morning of 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 22 when he says seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unto Fain love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Now notice in that 22nd verse, he's telling them what they've come into. He said, you've come into the love of the brotherhood. You've come into a family you would not have otherwise known. You've come into a relationship with God's people and God's body. How did you get there? He answers that question in three words of the 23rd third verse when he says being born again how did I get in the family of God I was born again how did I get in my natural family I was born how did I get in the family of God I came in because I was born again how did I have a natural mother and a natural father I was born how do I have a spiritual relationship I am born the only way to get in the family of God is I must be born again that's what Jesus emphatically implies to Nicodemus on that dark night in the third chapter of the book of John when Nicodemus comes to him Jesus tells him in John 3 and 5 he says I say unto thee except a man be born of water and of spirit here it is now it's emphatically stated he cannot somebody say he cannot he cannot enter into the kingdom of God Nicodemus if you want to get into the kingdom if you want to experience the things of the kingdom you must be, you gotta be born. He uses the term in an earlier verse to Nicodemus. He says you must be born again. That is, you must be born from above. It's not a natural birth. It is a spiritual birth. Peter does the same thing in this first chapter of the book of 1 Peter when in an earlier verse of our scripture reading today, he says you are begotten of the Father unto a lively hope. How did I get in the family of God? How is it that you and I are sitting here today on apostolic pews? How is it today that we're sitting in this Pentecostal environment? I'll tell you how we got here. We got here because we was born into this process. You don't come into the kingdom by an initiation. You don't get into the kingdom by shaking the preacher's hand or signing a card. You don't get into the kingdom because you make some kind of, of confession or statement. The only way to get into the kingdom is you got to come through 
the birth process. You must be, you gotta be born again. John addresses it in the first chapter of the book of John when he says that as many as receive him in verse 12, he says as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. In other words, you have the right or the privilege to become a son of God. How is it that you have a right and a privilege to become a son of God? He answered that in verse number 13, it doesn't happen through natural birth. Born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. But how do you get in the spiritual realm? You get here by the process of God being born again. I'm thankful today for my family in God. I'm thankful today for my brothers and sisters in Christ. I have family members that I am connected to by natural birth. I have aunts and uncles that I'm connected to by natural birth. I have grandmas and grandmas that I'm connected to by natural birth but I have another family it is a spiritual family it's my family of brothers and sisters in Christ that we are connected not by natural heredity but we are connected by a spiritual relationship that's why I call you brother that's why I call you sister because we're begotten of the same father we're born into the kingdom of God is anybody glad you've been born Again, understand now, whether small, a small plant or a massive tree in the forest, everything has to begin with a seed. Everything must begin with a seed. Everything has to start. It don't just materialize. It don't just take place. Every life begins with some form of a seed. It's the seed then that determines the process of, of growth. Brother Gene brought me a, a bag full of acorns Sunday night. And, and uh, he said he's got hundreds of them out there at his house where they dropped, got that cute little cap on it, you know. That those little acorns, those little acorns are, 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 are just indicative of, of what is to become. Because that's the seed. That's the beginning uh, of this, this mighty oak tree that is going to grow. And so everything in us then must begin with a seed. This is what the Apostle Peter is addressing in this first chapter of 1 Peter. When he says in verse number 23, being born again. Well, how did I get born again? Where did the life come from? spiritual journey in the kingdom of God. He said, we're born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. My mother sits here today. I am born of natural seed but that natural seed is corruptible. That means it produced corruptible flesh. Somewhere if God should tarry, I shall die. Someplace I shall be buried because that which comes from the natural seed seed of life eventually decays and dies. It perishes. It passes away. But Peter said you was not born of natural seed. You was not born of corruptible seed. You were born of an in 
incorruptible seed. You were born of the seed of the word of God. Thereby it produces eternal life. Where you shall never ever perish. That's why he writes in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse number 24. When he says all flesh is as grass. And all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass wither and the flower thereof falleth away. Because he said whatever comes from that natural seed. It's going to die. It's going to perish. But he said oh friend let me tell you about the word. In verse number 25. He said the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Can I tell you that there's life in the word of God. And it's the seed. It's the beginning seed of what God wants to do in my life. I cannot become anything until I get the activity of the seed of the word of God in my heart. I can try. I can can push. I can pull. I can strain. I can wish. I can dream. But I can't ever become anything in the body of Christ or the kingdom of God until I get the seed of the word of God inside of me. And when I get the life of that incorruptible seed inside of me, it'll produce stuff in me that nothing else can be produced. <laughs> you see, Paul said it like this. He said, we were dead in sins and in trespasses, but we have been quickened. How was I quickened? How was I made alive? Because the living seed of the Word of God fell into my dead heart. And when that living seed fell into my dead heart, spiritual life began to spring up inside of me. Oh, come on, get over it, honey. You didn't produce anything. You didn't make anything out of yourself. I'll tell you what made something out of you it was the living seed of the word of God is anybody thankful for the word of God today how many Bibles do we have in the house my 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 I love my Bible I love my Bible I I get on it, so let me just get on it one more time. I I think there's no replacement for just the the book. I got apps, I got apps, I got iPads, and I got iPhones. But I don't like my Bible lost amidst the apps of of my iPhone and my iPad. I like to have a solo book that I can carry with me, that I can open up and I can look into. There's something about the living life that's inside of this Word. This word is not dead I said this word is not dead this word is alive how many readers do we have in the house anybody like to read come on now just be honest anybody like to read I like to read I got stacks of books my wife she 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 I'm trying to be diplomatic here. I just I don't want to get in trouble, but I'm already into it. Somebody please pray for me. I got stacks of books, and she sometimes in the process of, of cleaning rearranges my stacks of books. relocates my books and I've got to go back and find out how I had them all stacked because there's method to my madness y'all pray for me but you, you can read a book 
I like I like a good fictional book. I read fiction. I like a good fictional book. And 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 you you can read that book, and you can become spellbound by a story. I mean, it can pull you in. Some 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 story of espionage. Or, uh, I know in my my earlier years, I I read a bunch of westerns and, and the old western stories and how the West was conquered and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you could sit spellbound. And it just did. But the deal is, whatever book you read, you are a spectator to a story. Because the book is not living. There's no life in the book. You're always outside its pages. You're always peering in, looking in. There's nothing in a book that pulls you into it and requires anything of you but the Word of God. There's something about the Word of God that's different from any other book because when you read it, you can't be a spectator that just stands on the outside looking in. But it pulls you in because there's life there. And as it begins to pull you in... It takes you from being a casual observer to becoming one that becomes responsible for obedience to its contents. It's God literally inviting you, come join me in the battle against evil. I'm fighting the prince of darkness. Would you pick up the sword with me and step into the fight and the battle? Would you put on the armor with me? Because this is not a dead book. This is a living. Does anybody know what Hebrews 4 and 12 says? That the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. This isn't another fictional story. This isn't something from the, the archaic history realm. This isn't something off of the shelf of literature. But this is the living Word of God. And if you ever get it in your heart, I said, if you ever get it in your heart, it'll start growing up. I said, it'll start growing up. It'll start producing something that nothing else can produce if you just get the Word. Let me, let me, let me tell you how it works. Does anybody remember that road on, at, in, in Gaza that God moved a preacher to by the name of Philip? And he, get out, he gets out there and he, he finds an Ethiopian eunuch sitting in a chariot. And he's got a scroll open. And he's reading Isaiah chapter 53. He's reading this old prophet. Ancient text. Ink that is long dried on the parchment. Words that are of a bygone air and day. But he's reading them. When Philip walks up to the chariot and he says, Understandest thou what you read? And he said, Well, how can I? Unless somebody explains it to me. He said, I want to know. I'm reading this text here, but I want to know, is he writing about himself? Or is he writing about some other man? And so Philip in Acts chapter 8 and verse number 32, the place 
where he was reading, it said he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, like a lamb dumb before his shears, so he opened not his mouth in humiliation. His judgment was taken away. Who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Now watch, watch. A living word written some 700 years prior to the life of the Ethiopian eunuch. Ink that is already dried on the parchment comes up off of that parchment gets inside the Ethiopian eunuch's heart and it starts growing and starts producing and before the story's over the Ethiopian eunuch on the proof of an ancient text that could not die but was still alive was buried in the name of Jesus Christ because ladies and gentlemen this is not a dead word I don't care how many thousands of years ago that it was written heaven can pass away Earth can pass away But my words Oh I wish I had a little help here today Somebody that believed it My words shall not It's living There's life in this book That's the reason why in the book of Luke chapter 4 Jesus goes to a synagogue in Nazareth And he asks for the scroll of Isaiah And he opens it up to the 61st chapter of the book of Isaiah. And Luke 4 and verse number 18 records his reading of that 61st chapter when he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he goes and he sets down and then he turns back to the congregation in verse number 21 and he says this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears he said that ancient text some 700 years before the ink's already dried on the parchment the man that wrote it has already been is already been buried his tomb is amongst us to this day but that scripture has still got life 700 years later and it's fulfilled I'm telling you God will not forsake his word it is a living word and if you can ever get it in your heart it'll grow faith if you can ever get it in your heart it'll grow the spiritual realm if you can ever get it in your heart it'll grow trust if you can ever get it in your heart it'll grow confidence if you can ever get it in your heart it'll grow love and joy and peace if you can ever get it in your heart because there's life there's life in the word of God. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 6 and verse number 63, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. It's the incorruptible seed of the word of God. You see, the word of God is, is the seed of life that's deposited in our dead life. Do, do you under what, understand what brought us to God? It was the Word of God. I didn't wake up one day. Let's see. I think I'll start living for God. If you did do that, it's because somewhere the seed of the Word had been deposited in your heart. 
and it was starting to grow. And it started producing things inside of you. Because I can't produce a spiritual life without the Word of God growing inside of me. So Peter says it like this in 1 Peter 2 and 2. He says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word that ye may grow thereby. Because the only way I grow and I develop is I've got to have the Word of God deposited in my spirit and my heart. Now, understand, Jesus said it in Matthew 4 and 4. He said, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by... You can't live by ingesting every carnal, fleshly, natural thing of this present world. You can't grow spiritually and take in all the junk of society. You can't grow spiritually and fill yourself up with all of the the nonsense of a world gone crazy. You can't grow a spiritual life that way. The only way you can grow a spiritual life is you've got to get the Word of God inside of you. You've got to get the Word of God working inside of your heart. You've got to start pouring into the Word and let the Word start pouring into you. You've got to start letting that Word begin to activate and, and work. And, it, and as it, that Word starts coming into your life, it, it, it'll sometimes be a broom. And you'll feel its bristles reaching back into the corners and the crevices of your thought life. And reaching back into the crevices of your spirit and pulling out an attitude and pulling out a little disposition. Every once in a while, it'll come in like a flashlight. My word, I didn't know there were so many cobwebs hanging around in my life. Because you can't see them cobwebs till you get a little light on it. But suddenly, you start shining a little light and you find, a, man, I need to do a little, do a little house cleaning. Sometimes it'll come in like a hammer. I mean, it'll boom. Get your act straightened up. Get things together. You need to get some stuff broken in your life. And sometimes it'll pop up as a mirror in front of us. And we'll, ah, didn't know I looked like that. Ah, I didn't know that was going on in my life. But that word is active. It's alive. And as it begins to work, it starts growing stuff. It starts producing things inside of me that I can't produce. You see, you can't learn a spiritual life by just merely learning it. You can't rub shoulders with spiritual people. Hmm. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, what, what kind of flower is this? It's what? It's fern? Oh, that's what that is. But what's those? I don't know what it is. But I want to be that. How do I look? <laughs> do I look like that now? <laughs> I mean, can't I just rub up against it? And <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll just, I'll just hang around it. <laughs> If I just hang around it, am I becoming? Am I starting to look like? Uh, no. But if I, if I want to be like, i got to get the seeds. 
And i got to take those seeds in because it's only the seed that grows the likeness. Everything produces after its kind. And you got to get the seeds of that thing inside of you. You can't become spiritual by hanging around spiritual people. I wish I had an amen right now. You can't get spiritual by rubbing up against a spiritual church. You can't get spiritual. You can't produce spiritual qualities. You can't live a life of faith by rubbing up. Oh, man, I wish I had their kind of faith. I think I'll just kind of bump up against them and hang, kind of hang around them. Man, I wish I could believe God like they could believe God. I think I'll just, I think I'll just hang around. It just don't work that way. It, 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 I, I may like the feeling I get, but I can't produce what they got until I get the seed they got. And when I get the seed of the Word of God in my heart, and when I get that seed down inside of me faith starts rising uh, and healing and miracles and signs and wonders starts coming up oh ladies and gentlemen we got to get the seed of the word somebody clap your hands and just shout a little bit it's, where's Asher is he asleep is he asleep he's, he's asleep Oh my, I was going to use him in his first sermon. And uh, there, there he is. He's, he's asleep over there on that pew. And, uh, but you know what? Unless Asher grows, he'll never sit up in church. He's got to grow. Now, he's already a fine-looking guy, okay? Gets all of his qualities from his mother. I love you, Brother Shannon. He's, a, he's already a fine-looking guy. But he's got to grow, does he not? Now, he's never going to walk. You see some of these other kids kind of walking around here. And, and, you know, you can't take the hop out of them. You, you tell them to slow down and don't run in church and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But you just don't ever get the spring out of their feet and, you know, and the hop out of them. They just, they just do it. And he'll, 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 never, he'll never spring and he'll never hop unless he grows. He's got to grow, right? You just, you just got to grow because I may have seed. I may have been born, but I will never reach what I'm supposed to be unless I start growing by the Word of God and it starts springing up inside of me. For me to get strong enough to handle the things the devil's going to throw at me, i got to start growing by the Word of God. I will never get tough enough and I'll never get strong enough and I'll never become mighty enough and I'll never become what I need to be to overthrow the works of the devil in my life until I start growing uh, by the word of God uh, so devil you pick on me today but I'm growing tomorrow and you come back and I'm going to be stronger I may not know what how to fight you right now but I'm going to keep growing uh, by the word of God and I'm, when I grow I'm going to battle you and I'm going to win and I shall prevail because if I can grow by the word I will get the strength that I need to overcome come on don't accept a defeatist attitude don't get the mentality I'm never going to be able to rise up I'm never going to be able to win over this battle just say you know what one of these days I'm going to grow up and the word inside of me I'm going to defeat the lies of hell oh somebody clap your hands and shout I wish somebody let the word grow come on somebody let the word grow somebody let the word grow somebody let it grow that's where you get your strength. That's where you get your anointing. That's where you get your authority. It's the seed of the Word of God. It's got to grow up inside of you. You know, does anybody here like to eat? 
Oh, we need, a, we need a lesson on honesty right now because there's only about three hands went up. Is there anybody in the house that likes to eat? Now, how many enjoys eating? I enjoy eating. Yeah, I do. I won't go there. Um, but did you realize that you have to you have to eat for your strength. If you don't eat, now you may eat because you enjoy a particular taste of food and style of food. You know, I, I, I love a good Cajun etouffee. There's nothing better. Good fried crawfish. There's just, I wish I could get an amen right over here. There's just nothing better than good fried crawfish. You know, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But you know what? I don't just eat because I enjoy it. I eat because I got to. Because if I don't eat, I'm going to die. I can't grow unless I eat. You know, you go on one of these, these three-day fasts that, that, that pastor calls every now and then. And about the, the first hour, you feel like you're about to die. Just the thought of not having ate. Just, just causes trembles to come across you. You know, it's just there. But and after about the second hour, you know you're gonna die. You know. By the second and third day, yeah. And we do that. We push back from the plate so we can get get the mind of God and we can rely on Him and we can push a bunch of stuff out of our life and we need to do that. But the fact is, God said that we need to we need to eat and that we, that's how we get our strength. That's how we grow. If I don't if I don't if I don't eat, I, my muscles get weak and my strength goes away and all kinds of things goes haywire in my life. And it's the same thing with the Word of God. If I don't take the Word of God into my life, if I'm not ingesting this Word, if I'm not getting it into my soul, honey, you. You cannot live on a Wednesday night church service. If that's the only word you get, you cannot survive on that. You can't survive just on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night word. You can't survive on just a once a year revival word. There has to be, oh, you don't, you don't, you don't get by on just a once a week eating. You eat every day, three times a day, six times a day, whatever it might be. You eat every day. I gotta eat every day of the word of God. I gotta bring it into my life. I gotta bring it into my heart. Because if I will bring it into my life and into my heart, I will have the strength to do what Hebrews 11 and 33 says who through faith subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness obtained promises stopped the mouths of lions quenched the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness were made strong waxed valiant in fight turned to flight the armies of the aliens if you'll take the word of God and grow by it you'll be strong enough to be victorious You see, the, the DNA, the DNA of, of life is in the seed. That, that acorn, the DNA of those majestic spreading branches, that massive tree is all inside of that seed. And so that acorn's going to produce that oak. 
because all those branches and that massive tree is all inside that little seed. And that's why it looks the way it looks. How many's found yourself acting like your mom and daddy? Huh? Has anybody found out you act like your mom and daddy? You just, you just do something, and it's just, it just one of those moments. It just, ah, that's my mom and daddy. Now, it can be scary sometimes. Oh, my, I do that too. <laughs> you, you, you remember, it's been a long time back, I told you that I have an annoying habit my wife does not like. She fusses at me. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> Did you hear what she said? pick on my wife day she loves me she loves me don't you okay, good. I have an annoying habit and that is my hands will go like this and I spread them out on my leg like this And I'll just be sitting, driving down the road sometimes in my own thought. All of a sudden, I'm sitting here driving. And she'll say, stop it. What? That? But I can't help it. Because that's my daddy. That's what daddy did. In fact, here, been a while back now, we was at a men's breakfast, and uh, our dearly departed brother John Womble was sitting beside of me. And uh, we was all around the table, and I was praying for the food. And I told the story about rubbing my leg. And so while I'm praying, I guess I started that. And he picked it up. And when I was done praying, he looked at it and he said, You better stop it. Your wife's going to get on to you. I can't help it. It's in my DNA. It came from the seed. It's just the way it is. It's, it's part of the process. It's just the way I act. Ladies and gentlemen, do you understand that this word has DNA in it? There's things in this word. When I get it into my heart, I just start acting. I just start acting like that word. I just start acting like what I've been reading. And all of a sudden, I'm acting in faith. And I come out of this trial and say... I didn't know I could act like that. How did I act with such faith? I'll tell you how you acted in such faith. The Word of God was growing inside of you. How did I get out of this trial? How did I come out with such praise? I'll tell you how you came out. The seed of the Word of God was active inside of you. And it began to produce the faith and the life and the strength and the help that needs to be produced. 
I'm acting just like the Word of God. So I stand in the darkest hour and say, God's my light. I'm acting just like the Word of God. So I'm standing in a moment of difficulty and saying, I shall live by faith. I'm acting just like the Word of God. So I stand in the heat of the battle and I say, I'm taking on me the armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. My loins are girt about with truth and my feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace in my hands the shield of faith and I hold the sword of the spirit and I declare victory in the name of Jesus Christ I'm telling you there's no battle we cannot win if we'll simply grow by the word of God when it gets active in our heart we'll do things that nothing else can be done is anybody ready for the activity and the growth of the word Somebody stand with me on this Sunday morning. And would you lift your hands to heaven. And would you take a hold of that precious, precious word. Somebody reach up. God, I need the word in my life. God, I got to grow by this word. 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 I will never become what I need to become unless I get the seed active inside of me. If you got your Bibles, would you just pick it up and would you just clutch it to your chest? If you got your Bibles, just clutch it there. Thank God for my Bible. Thank God for the Word. Thank God for the living Word. While you hold that Word in your hands right there and you're clutching it would you just would you just make a declaration God I gotta get this in me more than I've ever got it in me in all my life God I I can't grow unless this word's active inside of me but God if you'll let the seed of your word grow inside of me I can do what you want me to do and I can be what you want me to be and I can become what you want me to become and I can't become that God unless your word starts working in my life so God I want your word working in me somebody pray it right now God let your word start working in me let your word start working in me let your word start producing inside of me let your word start developing in me let your word start growing inside of my life I need the growth of the Word of God in my life today. Would you reach your hands out to Him in praise? Worship and adoration all over the You have been listening to an audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center located in Norman, Oklahoma. We are located at 3221 North Porter Avenue, Norman, Oklahoma, 73071. Our service times are Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. And we also have various ministries happening on Wednesday night. For more information, visit our website, www.awcnorman.com. Call us at 405-329-1285 or email us at info at awcnorman.com. We hope that this recording has been a blessing to you.